It's Monday. It's August 5th. And the word of the day is McConnellism, which means getting so distracted by your neck waddle that you get confused by the word McCarthyism, despite literally living through that period. And you complain about Democrats calling you unpatriotic merely because you blocked a bill that would protect U.S. elections from Russian hacking. Not going to use it in a sentence. That's okay, Heath. Historians will. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, Mitch, witch hunt has a different meaning in the land of Oz, bro. Anyway, I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, England tries a Commedia del art approach to their prime <laughs> ministry. America sticks with slapstick. And Jeffrey Epstein went to NYU. But first... The rest of the intro music. <laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, uh, we're going to talk about the latest Democratic primary debates on its own special episode, but let's get a quick review. Uh, one winner and one loser each. Go. A uh, mean way to introduce us. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> it's a, a mean way to introduce half of us anyway. <laughs> yeah, balance out. I thought it was nice, too. Whichever one of you was nice, too. Cool. In our <laughs> lead story tonight, as of July 24th, the new prime minister of the United Kingdom is a person named Alexander Boris DeFeffel Johnson. <laughs> Or BJ, if you want a name that sounds less silly and more dignified for a prime minister. So, after three years of leadership by Theresa May, her fellow conservative party members decided she had emails or ovaries or something and wouldn't vote for any of her stuff in Parliament, including especially three straight Brexit proposals that they felt weren't Brexity enough. So, she finally resigned, paving the way for the Beej. So now the leader of the British government looks like a sketch comedy version of Donald Trump. That's fun. Yes. And the leader of America looks like a sketch comedy version of Boris DeFeffel Johnson. <laughs> this is one of the more 2019-y things that could have possibly happened, if I'm being honest. Man, America sure does have an idiot for a head of state right now. And England's like, hold my tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now none of the accents sound smart, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the backstory for anyone who doesn't follow UK politics very closely, and that includes me, so looking forward to plenty of passive-aggressively polite corrections on whatever I'm about to say, but here's what I gathered. Hello, gents. Yeah. <laughs> Love the show. A lot of emails start like that, and then a lot, of, a lot of pedantic correcting. It's fine. I want it. I want to be corrected. Go ahead. Send me whatever. So here's what I gathered. Again, um, it all started when... The UK had a vast empire across the whole world, and then it crumbled into a very small island. Um, fast forward a bunch, plenty of piping hot beer and other hot water flavored cuisine along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Hitler started taking over Europe, and the UK was like, no, we're fine. We got the island. Uh, Germany doesn't have boats, I'm pretty sure. And how evil could they be? Um in fairness, the U.S. said pretty much the same thing for a while. A um, while. Yeah. But then the Nazis did have boats, and they took over a whole bunch of the continent. And right before the U.K. became West 
West Germany, America stepped in and saved everyone. You're all welcome. Oh, I'm um, sure all our British listeners won't, won't have any corrections there. No, you're good. So far, you're good. Yeah. Uh, historically accurate. Two-time World War champs. <laughs> Suck it. Um, okay, so fast forward again to the 1990s when Europe realized they should probably team up to be relevant as a group together. And uh, it actually kind of worked. Um, but then in 2016, the mega crowd wanted to make England great again. <laughs> And they held a referendum to see if they wanted to ruin the national currency to keep out a few brown people. Turns out the answer was yes. We <laughs> totally want to do that. And we totally want to turn the pound into fucking Britcoin, um, <laughs> which is it's like Bitcoin, except with way more downward predictability. So that's, that's true. Nice. Yeah. No, you know which way it's yeah, going, at least. <laughs> good to know, I suppose. You can short it. I don't know. Democracy's the best. Great job. So. It became Theresa May's job to make a deal with the EU about England pulling out on their Europe contract. It's going to cost them like $40 billion in penalties, a bunch of stuff she had to figure out, which she did. Not very well, but she did it. She, she made some, some deals there. And uh, her deal got voted down by the conservative-controlled parliament three times. It did. For that third try, she even offered to resign if parliament would approve her deal. But they were like... Nah, she'll probably resign anyway. Yep. <laughs> and they were right. Yeah. But before she finally stepped down, she gave it one last shot and offered to take a mulligan on the Brexit referendum and try it again. Let everybody vote again if the liberal members of parliament would help get her deal approved. But that didn't work either. So she did the British version of flipping the board game table and gracefully resigned knowing full well that an even Trumpier conservative would probably take over. And yeah. he did. That's what happened. So now they've got Boris de Feffel in charge, and he seems to be planning a full Brexit on October 31st, regardless of the consequences, which are many, to be clear. Many, yeah. many consequences. By the way, did you... You hear that British history there podcasting universe? It's like if Dan Carlin had Adderall. <laughs> Speak, <laughs> speaking of which, somebody get that motherfucker some Adderall. Yeah. Is what January <laughs> was his last episode? Jesus fucking Teach Christ, him how dude. to delete one of his shows on Libsyn. I got a lot of solutions. Yeah, so <laughs> Brexit was cleared by a bunch of racist uncles. So now they've appointed the racist British uncle Avatar to <laughs> fuck up Britain in a way that said racist uncles are too stupid to understand so that they can blame the Pakistani guy who lives down the street. It's yep. a full circle thing. It's really, yeah. That's an even shorter version of it. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, so this whole thing sucks for pretty much everybody, including, like Eli just said, the conservative British people who voted for Brexit in the first place. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm not normally a fan of tariffs very much, but you guys over in the UK should really think about taxing any imported political ideas from the U.S. That would be smart. Or just full ban would be smart, too. Regardless, there was one amusing detail that I read about in this story, although it's only really amusing for a second, and then it's very clearly more bad news, yeah. like the whole story is. So turns out that the new prime ministers always meet with the Queen of England, and she invites them to form a government in her name to act in the interests of the country. That's the tradition. And protesters actually tried to physically block this from happening this time by <laughs> shutting down streets leading to the palace when Johnson was heading over there. But he eventually got inside and the queen gave him the go ahead. 
Which is so sad because apparently she technically could have been like, ah, just fucking with you now that you're here. No, I invited Jeremy Corbyn to take over. I just gave him <laughs> to go ahead. And she didn't do that. She didn't do that. Like, you, you guys have a built-in Trump blocking system, like way better than the one we have. We fucked up and didn't really use. And the queen wouldn't use it. Like, why is she still there? What would you say she does there? You, <laughs> you'd have a constitutional crisis. I get it. But you'd have a liberal government and probably a mulligan on Brexit. And you wouldn't need wheelbarrows of gold to buy stuff. It's just a thought. I'm saying, yeah. like, maybe use the right. thing. Like, right now, you basically just have, like, the emoluments clause if it was an old lady. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to the queen, she is very busy keeping track of all the swans in the world, which she owns forever. So <laughs> That's a true thing. Yep. Keep tra you keep track of all the swans in existence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe just have a swan wrangler for a day and get Jeremy Corbyn in there. I don't know. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Policy Genius. Oh, I wish it was ZipRecruiter this week. So it would have been nice if it was ZipRecruiter. The Zip queen hiring yeah. a swan <laughs> wrangler. <laughs> hey, Eli, what you eating there? Oh, hey, Heath, it's, it's from my new startup. They have snacks in the break room. Oh, cool. Um, how's their insurance? Uh, insurance? Yeah, you know, uh, health insurance, life insurance, that kind of stuff. Uh, we, we have an Xbox in the in the break room. Right, right. Yeah, so sounds like you need to check out Policy Genius. What's Policy Genius, is it? Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the right amount of coverage at the best possible price. Wow, really? Yeah, and Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. That's amazing. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's a little more important than, you know, pop chips. Like you're uh, like shoveling into your face right there. I wouldn't say shoveling. That's characteristic. I'd, I mean, that's, that's accurate. Anyway, uh, remember, workplace life insurance policies are like workplace snacks. Better than nothing, but not quite enough. So head to policygenius.com today. And find out how to supplement your workplace life insurance and better protect your family. Policy Genius. It's like a buffet made of life insurance. And what could be more delicious than that? Pop chips. Nope. They have them. They're free. They do. I can yeah. see. Why would wow. you ask Eli about the deliciousness of things? <laughs> that seems like a mistake. You're like a wood chipper. Pop chipper. <laughs> <laughs> And in 17-week-old country news tonight, move over, Death Bathito, and take a sweet <laughs> one sweet day. There's a new king of the billboard this week, Lil Nas, <laughs> who made history when his country hit, Old Town Road, kept its spot on Billboard's top hot 100 for the 17th week in a row. Boy, Eli, you sure do have your finger on the pulse of our audience's news needs, right? That's good. <laughs> And it's, it's Lil Nas X, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, but it's good that everybody got the middle-aged white guy commentary on how the hell that dude's name is pronounced. Thank you. That's <laughs> important Thank you. Thing. Little Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Nas. 
<laughs> also, there was a mass shooting or something. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> to celebrate, we're not going to do which, anything wait, about which it. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> there exactly. Were which one am I two. talking about? I listener? could hear one of them from. Oh my god! <laughs> Seventeen <laughs> weeks in a row. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah. So, wrong story. Wrong yeah, story. it's very yeah. similar. Wow. We, we record these Sunday afternoons. I have no guarantees. I'm talking about the one you're thinking about. Yeah. So uh, to celebrate, Mr. Nas has released yet <laughs> another remix in his fourth reworking of the song since its release. Uh, and it is titled, I kid you not, the 17th week remix. So, uh, on the know, nose. look out for his upcoming release. Smash that like and subscribe button due in the fall. Am I joking? Is that real? We may never know. We'll know by fall. Yeah. Well, this does give me some faith in humanity. I think there might be a little upside when a TikTok rapper with the same last name as Malcolm X, in his rapper name anyway, when that person can put Chris Rock and Billy Ray Cyrus in the same music video and break a Billboard record, there might still be hope for America. That's, there's something there. There's something positive. come together. I get it. And, and hey, because that story was super short, uh, another little piece of news. The Impossible Whopper is coming to every Burger King in America. Yeah, the, this is kind yeah, of exciting. Yeah, the burger chain tested out a campaign of the meatless meat earlier this year. Okay, just, I mean, meatless meat, just say emulsified plant puck. Like, that's fine. <laughs> just let's use words that mean what they fucking mean. Let's just be honest with the words. I'm excited about the impossible <laughs> Emulsified burger. plant puck, yeah. The emulsified <laughs> plant puck. Let's do it. Great. You sound like the laws in Wyoming. <laughs> and, and, and that meatless meat puck, plant puck, was a no. rousing success. According to Burger King's president for the Americas, quote, it's driven new guests into the restaurant. We're really excited to be able to attract that customer, end quote. <laughs> when asked if he was speaking in the singular because it was just the one guy. Yeah, Steve, was whatever, he, don't be a dick. And was he lying? The president of America's replied, we have chicken fries now too. We worked really hard on those. No one has ordered them yet. You should try them. They're actually really good. You should Please? Not. No. I love that they like they had to make a vegetable product into a dead animal product to balance this out, right? <laughs> Some, someday we'll get a, a meatless big nugget, but but to get there, we'll have to put actual dead Romans in the Caesar salad. <laughs> yeah, but you know, either way, Eli's obviously going to be staying out of Burger King because spending money there contributes to the death of millions of animals, and he's um, an ethical vegan. I just wish you could find ways of being funny without putting other people down, Heath. I just want you to... <laughs> so you do think I'm funny. Good. <laughs> Maybe laugh once in a while. Cool. I don't fake it, unlike some people. Either way, <laughs> either way, this is exciting for both vegans like myself and pre-vegans, as we like to call Heath. As Burger King joins chains <laughs> like Ruby right. Tuesdays, Bear Everybody's Burger. a vegan when they die. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Dunkin' Donuts, Kudoba, and White Castle, among others, who are jumping on the V-train. Who's going meatless? You are. That's who. Uh -huh. Good stuff. I'm actually, I've, I've had the Impossible Burger, not at Burger King, but a couple places that Eli pointed me to. They were pretty good. I got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed right it. Well, I will say the next time I'm at a Ruby Tuesdays, Burger King, Cordoba, <laughs> or White Castle, I'm as likely to order that as anything else. Sure. I want Noah to go to a Ruby Tuesdays so bad. <laughs> But I would you like can't a dead tell Italian man and some lettuce also. <laughs> oh, Patreon goal, we will send Noah to a Ruby Tuesdays and he's not allowed to tell any lies through the entire <laughs> visit. <laughs> How is everything? Why'd you ask? You didn't have to oh, ask. Oh, Karen. <laughs>
And in Ratcliffe abandoned sinking ship news. Phenomenal. <laughs> That's I, excellent. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am entirely convinced that my wife has now vetted that lady who said she'd take the two kittens we found under the neighbor's house more thoroughly than any single person who has been nominated <laughs> to any position in the Trump administration. I'm pretty sure that's, that's actually true. That's 100% accurate. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah th this fact was once again demonstrated when Texas Congressman John Ratcliffe withdrew from consideration for the director of national intelligence at about the same time as my wife bothered to check that lady's Facebook page. I mean, <laughs> she waterboarded the shit out of that lady. Like, let's not let's not. Yeah. <laughs> Lucinda takes it seriously. Yeah, she tied some cats to a railroad track, made the lady push a fat dog in front of the train. <laughs> The lady did it, so she's getting the she cat. Did. No, she's get, yeah. she gets the kittens. All right, so this came after a series of stories showing that Ratcliffe had grossly overstated his qualifications, despite the fact that even if he hadn't been lying about them, he'd still be grossly <laughs> underqualified. <laughs> it started with him claiming that as a U.S. attorney, he, quote, arrested over 300 illegal immigrants on a single day, end quote. Uh, now, the kernel of truth here is that there was a sweep in his district in 2008 that picked up a shitload of undocumented workers. Yeah. But it led to, like, 45 <laughs> poultry workers being charged, two of whom turned out to be American fucking citizens. Wow. Uh, it was dubbed a costly failure by at least one of the immigration investigators who planned the damn thing. So, like, in a sane world... When it turned out the claim that he played a central role in this mishandled Gestapo raid was a load of shit, that might have been exculpatory, but Feels not like in this fucking White House. That's how that should go. <laughs> yeah. It's either super hard or super easy to fudge your resume for this administration. Okay, I see here you embezzled money from your last job and were fired for calling your manager, quote, one of those Chinese N-words, end quote. Sorry, what? Um, I wasn't listening. I, I lost said, you. I said you're hired. Great. Let's send her back. <laughs> In fact, so, okay, his only actual qualification seems to be that he served on the House Intelligence Committee, where his colleagues described him as, quote, one of the least involved members, end quote. Of course... None of that matters in Trump's little weasel brain. Uh, he reportedly expected the nomination to be well-received because Ratcliffe really gave Mueller a what-for in that they're hearing, and Donald Trump doesn't recognize that jobs mean doing stuff because he's the fucking president and he doesn't do stuff. Okay, wait, so, so Rattleberg is a lying racist who's bad at his job. I mean, he's nailing it when it comes to the Trump administration yeah, so far. So far. Like, yeah. That's true. And if it doesn't work out with the Trump administration, he'd make a great PM for the United Kingdom. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, How's he looking now, at Bob? <laughs> now, fortunately, the Republicans in the Senate, while too jelly-spined to actually vote down anyone, regardless of how comical and dangerous their nomination is, did signal that they'd rather not turn oversight of a $60 billion budget and 17 agencies to a man whose only initiation into government was convincing the good people of Dilworth, Texas, that he was a trustworthy fella. <laughs> That's a real That's place. In his district, yeah. Uh -huh. So now nobody has any fucking clue who's going to direct national intelligence, and that's a step up from where we were three days ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just <sighs> let's, let's not fuck with it. Just None do nothing yeah. about <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, while we're on the subject of why having knowledge helps, we'll take a quick break for a word from our second sponsor this week, The New Yorker. <laughs> do less. Pop back down. Do less national intelligence. (Laughter) 
I'm just saying they should have waited until they were in a more stable position before taking down Gaddafi. In a stable position in Libya? What? The United States has to stop leaving power vacuums. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. Eli, please, can you back me up on this? Yeah, Keith, I got to agree with Noah. Gaddafi wrote the Baby Beluga song, right? And a lot of people love that. Dude, art is where what we survive survives. Amazing. That's amazing. It's a great line. It's a great line. Doesn't rhyme, though. Right? It's not a poem if it doesn't Please rhyme. Please don't interrupt. Okay. Has this ever happened to you? Are you culturally and politically ignorant? Well, now there's help. The New Yorker represents the best writing in America today. Beyond publishing the best writers in the world, the New Yorker holds people in power accountable through rigorous reporting and compelling storytelling, so you never have to sound like this. I mean, he's incredible, but... I wouldn't call him a modern Mozart. I, I'm telling you, man, you have to listen to some of his modern compositions. You guys listen to Smash Mouth? They, they're still making music. Both online and in print, The New Yorker covers a full range of topics, including politics, news, international affairs, climate change and the environment, popular culture and the arts, fiction, food, humor, and cartoons. And right now, you can get 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6, regularly $12, plus The New Yorker tote bag. That's home delivery of the print edition each week, unlimited access to NewYorker.com with 10 to 15 exclusive site-only stories every day, and access to their apps, online archives, and crossword puzzle. But mostly, you'll prevent yourself from sounding like this. Psh, my kid can paint like Picasso. It's just p- postmodernism is what it is. Oh, yeah? Uh, quick question. Which modern painters do you like? Who are you? Who are you into? Garfield. The cat? No. Yeah, the cat. Okay. Once again, you can get 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6 plus the exclusive tote. Just go to newyorker.com slash skeptocrat. Again, listeners save 50% when they enter skeptocrat because no one should ever have to say this. And so then the other real housewife of New York is like, get out of my house, right? That sounds uh, intense. I I guess. Yeah. You guys got to watch it. You got to start. No. You got to start no. watching it. Nope. No. Okay. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Epstein's Bars News. <laughs> Convicted sex offender and former NYU student ooh, ooh. Jeffrey Epstein ooh, ooh. is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> NYU student. He went to NYU. Who else went to NYU? I feel like you should have no, Nobody of note. Should have led. Jeffrey Epstein stuff. went to NYU. <laughs> yeah, and he's even somehow worse than we thought. And yep. we were already basing our thoughts about Jeffrey Epstein on the fact that he's a convicted sex offender who hired underage prostitutes and also just got arrested on new charges of not only hiring more kids to fuck him, but also literally sex trafficking. He, he vertically integrated his child prostitution thing. <laughs> he did. And it's even worse than that. We're going to get something oh, please, even worse please than don't, that. Don't tell us about the horizontal integration. It's kind of like that. So turns out he's also been trying to lure groups of attractive female scientists to his 
Very literal eugenics lair in New Mexico. Very literal. Where he was planning to seed these women with his amazing melanomic DNA and <laughs> create a master race of blotchy sexual predator nerds. That was his literal plan, seriously. What the world needs is more of me, thought child rapist Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what happened. Right. I just, I, did, I don't, it's like how all of my neighbors are the white supremacists, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, like they, I mean, it wouldn't make sense anyway. But with you, you 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 have to protect the superior washing machine lawn furniture gene. <laughs> it's recessive. You got to keep it rolling. I wish it was more recessive than it is. <laughs> so, here's a quick review of Epstein's background. His first job was working at an exclusive private school where. William Barr's dad was the headmaster. Really? At the time. Yeah, it's actually my mom went to high school there. And uh, then for some reason, Epstein got dismissed two years later for something he did at a school of children, whatever that might have been. <laughs> um, no idea. And that's when he got a job at Bear Stearns in their tax evasion department for rich people. Seriously, this whole thing, it's just cartoonishly most, most evil the from building. the start. His yeah. whole resume. Uh, after the Bear Stearns tax evasion department thing, he eventually became president of a company called Liquid Funding Limited from uh, 2000 to 2007. Liquid Funding is a housing market collapsing firm, yep. is the yeah. way I would describe it, that yes. very soon accomplished their goal and also helped destroy... Uh, their collapsing accomplice and major investor, Bear Stearns. And just to be clear, pretty much this whole time, Jeffrey Epstein was hiring kids to fuck him. Just the, all throughout this. Yeah. It's like he was created by people shouting out ideas for evil stuff all at once at an improv show. Yeah, that, just like, James Spader character. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, that's a good one. I heard James Spader uh, character. Goldman Sachs elevator. Great. great. Goldman Sachs elevator. Okay. Uh, uh, We're Martin Shkreli. Martin okay. Shkreli. Martin Shkreli. Well, that kind of repeated the James Spader thing and, well, and the, the rapey elevator thing. Lolita's okay. boyfriend. Look, great. Okay. Humbert Humbert. Literary. Got it. Nice. I uh, just need one more to choose from. One more. Uh, eugenics Lair. Eugenics Lair. Great. Uh, you know what? We're going to go with all of them and create a human being and yep. send them to NYU. Yeah. And then everyone in 1990s politics was watching that improv show and going, well, let's see how the scene plays out. It could be tasteful. <laughs> yeah. And no, that pretty much describes the politics of the entire decade, actually. <sighs> yeah. All right, well, besides his eugenics ranch in New Mexico, Epstein also has a literal island lair that he owns, possibly with a retractable volcano, in the Virgin <laughs> Islands, where he had sex with children and evaded taxes. That was pretty much the point of it. His entire life was an audition to become a Bond villain or president of the United States, I guess. Uh, speaking of which, one of his best friends was Donald Trump. Huh. Yeah, on Epstein's Wikipedia page, Trump is mentioned 44 times. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, they even got accused of sexually assaulting a 13-year-old together in the same legal case that mysteriously got dropped days before the 2016 election. It was so weird. Wow. And here's what Trump had to say about Epstein in a 2002 article. Quote, 
I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. God. No doubt about it. Jeffrey enjoys his social life. And your gross quote. Remember when we had to explain that Hillary Clinton went to the funeral of a former KKK member for a year to people who didn't <laughs> listen to us anyway? Good times. Yeah, yeah fun. good times. Or that time we had to explain why her husband visited the majority of Earth's continents with Jeffrey Epstein. I, oh, what, nev- you know what? Never mind. I mean, yeah, they were uh, fucking Bill kids Clinton, together. I think, was mentioned twenty-seven times. Oh, okay. Well, then forty-four Trump still for Trump. Wins. Trump yeah. still wins. Yeah. Yeah, well, just for the record, Trump is far from the only person who's currently terrified about Epstein possibly narking about who did what at Epstein's lavish, disgusting parties. Um, Other prominent acquaintances of Epstein include, like we just said, Bill Clinton, also Woody Allen, Kevin Spacey, and Lawrence Krauss, just to name a few acquaintances. And... Police recently found hidden cameras all over Epstein's property. So he's definitely pure evil, but he also might be able to them too. Uh, just about every rich white guy from the last 30 years. So a little luck. Maybe Not that's good. Those same police found a safe filled with blackmail DVDs that were labeled with names on them. So <laughs> yep. I guess what we're saying is Jabs might accidentally have drained the swamp. Right. <laughs> well, I, you know, in a nation that had never elected an admitted serial sexual assaulter to its highest office, I might cling to that. Eli, mm. thanks for the silver. Yeah. Lining. We didn't hear all about Reagan until recently. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't assault anybody as far as we know. So good. Good job. Good. Good election. It was a good. Good president. Anyway, uh, along with Lawrence Krauss, many other big name scientists were constantly being invited to events by Epstein. Apparently, so Epstein could pitch him on his eugenics ranch. And several of these academics tell stories about Epstein being like, yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, physics, that's so cool. You do physics. Speaking of which, I'm building a master race. And (laughs) he'd also talk about his cryonics project. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Cryonics, in which Epstein wanted to freeze his brain and his penis to be used in the future like Demolition Man. Except, what? you know, just a brain and a dick and a crang suit, I guess, was his <laughs> vision for that. I'm sorry, wait. Did he include the penis just in case we weren't already going to talk about this on Skeptic? He did, <laughs> yes. Just yep. hanging out with Walt Disney in a jar. Hey, notice did I got my dick? dick with me. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's cool. That's cool. You can tell lots of people about how you invented Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Yeah, so this is what happens when a Jewish atheist guy from New York who goes to NYU and who's on record as saying he wants to fuck a child is allowed to have money and interact with the world. (laughs) That is why we keep Eli's id persona in a special lockbox and always unloaded. Yes, very important. And always separate from the... Frank Epstein's monster machine that animates your supervillain cum collection into a real person. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Jeffrey Epstein should have been a podcaster. I don't know what I'm saying. I got I lost in the last little I get part. It. So tell us, Jeff, how bad was this movie? <laughs> See? Would have been great. Well, if you love <laughs> eugenics ranches, 
you will love my movie. Yep, you will. You will love Jeffrey Epstein's movie. And most of the movies that we watch on this podcast that I'm on, apparently, now. Mm-hmm. And in Come Mr. Taliban news tonight. <laughs> a 33-year-old American Is that racist? It feels racist. I don't know. I didn't. I, who against... would it be racist against? I don't. The original. Harry Belafonte? <laughs> <laughs> A 33-year-old American immigrant from the Bronx was arrested at JFK this week on his way to go join the <laughs> Taliban. This is the best. Uh, the uh, TSA, and th- this is real. You have to Taliban or bust on his side of a suitcase. It's so good. Uh, and this is real. The TSA has asked for credit, seeing as the arrest took place as an airport, which is basically their turf. Saying not real quote, come on guys, we could really use a win. <laughs> I love how easily this happened too. It was just like, sir, uh, you need to put your laptop in a separate bin. I'm joining the Taliban. Fuck. Fuck. Did I say that? To which the fucking TSA said, all right, well, you can join the Taliban on our watch, but when you get there, you're going to run out of shaving cream really fucking fast, and you're going to have to buy some at a 7-Eleven. It'll be stupid expensive, and you have to buy a big one, even though you're not going to be there long enough to use a big one, and you can't take it home with you, motherfucker. Who wants to buy, like, three quarters of a shaving cream? I got three quarters of shaving cream. Who needs one? And then they immediately stopped and frisked Noah behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy your trip to wherever you were going, sir. Sir, I need you to step over here. <laughs> yeah, so Delawar Muhammad Hossein, no word on what religion he is, uh, who is originally from Bangladesh and later became a U.S. citizen, was arraigned Friday in federal court in New York City. He's been under surveillance since September. Of 2001. and was arrested as he boarded a flight that would eventually bring him to Afghanistan, where he planned to provide the Taliban, quote, material support, end quote. I brought Jeffrey Epstein's (laughs) dick. (laughs) What? They just make him walk back toward the airport exit, like, no, come on, man, you're not flying there. (laughs) And then somebody else is just like, "Uh, Mr. Hossein? You've been randomly selected for some further <laughs> screening before you leave the airport and Soon go back into New York. With no illusions. <laughs> now, while under surveillance, Hossein told an FBI informant he was interested in, quote, attacking the U.S. Army. Attacking stuff like that is legitimate because the world is against the American government, not its people, end quote. Uh, sources disprove this as the actual answer is both. The yep. world hates both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also told the informant, quote, I just want to take a frickin' machine gun and just shoot everybody and kill them all. And frickin'? Quote. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the most terrifying part of that sentence. I'm <laughs> is, sorry. Is the frickin', yeah. Adding. Flingin', flangin' machine gun murder. <laughs> uh, not adding, but I know that's a white guy thing. Anyway, I'll see you at the airport. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not real quote. Oh. <sighs> Boy, that was funnier when you wrote it than when we recorded it, huh? And <sighs> finally tonight. If you want me to skip mass shooting jokes, we can't record this podcast <laughs> yeah, right? anymore. <laughs> and finally tonight, in You Made Your Bed, Now July in it news, the weather... <laughs> Phenomenal. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So here's a real thing. I was trying to figure out how to start this story, so I clicked on a headline that I was going to be working off of. So here's how I'm starting it. The picture on weather reports, weather reports, 
is the desiccated corpse of a fish lying in a mud flat now, right? <laughs> we live in a fucking world where, honestly, reporters think to themselves, hmm, what image best captures the state of global weather? And they land on a skeleton casting its voided eye sockets towards an uncaring and blistering sun as it rots amid an inhospitable moonscape. And what's more, they're right. That is what the goddamn weather is like. I'm looking out the window right now. <laughs> Midwestern accent, poetry like that. You missed your calling as a weatherman, no illusions. <laughs> <laughs> You'd love me on the bad weeks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. That was our weather for today. Let's kick it over to Slag the Giant Sandworm for the five-day forecast. <laughs> there he is. So, yeah. Uh, too early to say for certain, apparently, but it looks like the July we just capped off was the hottest month ever recorded on Earth. Which means that every time in the past five weeks that Eli and Heath derailed a record for 10 minutes to argue about a game of code names that the listeners don't even know about, even though they knew I had to turn off my air conditioner to record, they were doing it during the hottest month in the history of numerals. I mean, no, we have told you this before. Comedy gold lies at the bottom of our shenanigans, presumably. <laughs> if I ever let you get to the bottom. No. I got a camping six. It was a six spot. <laughs> I did a six clue. Now, Code as names. I'm sure our listeners have already guessed, this somewhere. is not an old record. Uh, it dates back as far as July of 2016, and I couldn't find out for sure, but I'm pretty sure that one broke a 2015 record, which broke the 2014 record, which broke the 2010 one, which broke the 2005 one. And while it's still way too early to say on this, there is every indication that 2019 will wind up the hottest year on record already, having kicked off with a heat wave in Australia, added heat waves in the U.S., Pakistan, India, and Japan over the spring, gave Europe one a month since May or so, and centered one right over my goddamn house since the middle of April. Sure. <laughs> on the plus side, you can fry an egg on your lawn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There is that. There's James Inhofe walking onto the Senate floor throwing handfuls of hot water at people. Like, oh, okay, well. No, it was still fun. Splash fight. Splash fight. <laughs> That's a, a good thing. Sure. It's not steam, right? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes an airbender. See? It's fine. <laughs> to draw no, these arrows course. on my head in marker. <laughs> now, of course, as a nation and as a world, we continue to do nothing about this with varying degrees of intensity. Right. Like the New York Times publishes op eds about how climate change is almost as bad as marginally high unemployment in the Rust Belt. While the editorial staff at The Wall Street Journal asks if the Eocene was really that bad. <laughs> Our citrus chimera in chief pulls out of a hard fought agreement to give global temperatures a stern talking to in 2086. And despite the ready availability of both renewable energy and nuclear power, we drill for oil around the resting place of Cthulhu and find ever more creative ways of shooting toxic. Toxic earthquake juice into the rocks too bitchy to give us their methane willingly. Yeah, don't worry, though. As long as we focus on using our best clean technology that we have now, um, which I believe is tearing apart the fundamental building blocks of reality and defiance of God. Oh, we're fine. <laughs> now, look. It's safe. This is the last story, so I don't want to end the episode on a series of downers. I want to tack on a silver lining. So... Remember that desiccated fish corpse that I opened up on? He mm. found a way out. I'm just saying, eventually this works itself out in payroll. It does. All. That's the silver lining. Also, 
Climate cool. science reports have given less and less fucks, right? Like in the 1990s, they were like, the dilution of carbon in an atmosphere between the last six months over levels of 64. And now it's like, you've damned us all to hell on earth! <laughs> <laughs> How fantesticated fish corpse picture, assholes! <laughs> That's six, page, six pages of this report is just that picture over and over again. <laughs> it's a flip book. You, you look like this. This is you. <laughs> <sighs> All right. On that note, I guess we're going to close it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The life on Do we have Earth? another story about Jeffrey Epstein's penis being What's frozen? What's he doing? <laughs> What's Jeffy Epps up to? Yeah. All right. Close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. Thanks to Jeffrey Epstein. And thanks to all the listeners who <laughs> liked us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Alex, I, Mary, Marie, Mary or Marie? Marie. Marie. I'm going to say Marie. Leah, Anne, Philip, Jewel, Eric, and Matthew. I'm also going to say Leah. um, Possibly Leah instead of Leah. Okay. Yeah. Go with uh, both. One of the things we said was correct. Probably. Yeah, Marie, Mary, Leah, and Leah all They donated. all donated? You don't know. I'm going to go with and... Philip. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Boris DeFeffel. Weird. <laughs> um, but all those people, beautiful dicks, beautiful vaginas. Uh, it also says here their plums are so sweet and cold. What? Yeah, it's a poem. You'd have to care about beauty to get I, it. I was I trying don't. to help. They'd also like Eli to sing a song version of that poem right now. <laughs> Plums are so sweet and so cold. Okay, so that you don't know any of the rest of that poem either? Good. Okay. I, I could Google it. Go, go right ahead and start singing the rest of it right now. Plums. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, too slow. If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows. Did you Google it yet? I did. You got it? <laughs> yep. I hear you singing. I don't I, hear you singing. I have eaten the plums that were plums, in the icebox. Plums, they're ice very box, sweet. Icebox plums. you were plums. probably saving for bread. Yes, and cold Forgive days me, are. they were delicious. This is a really <laughs> shitty poem. <laughs> it's a great poem. This it's, is such a shitty poem. You do not speak about William Carlos Williams like that. <laughs> William Carlos Williams is a bullshit poet. This is the, I, I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox and which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me, they were delicious, so sweet and so... That's not a fucking poem. That's a great oh, poem. He's like, he's like one of those Ezra Pound types with the yeah, bullshit. Yeah, just go fuck yourself, man. God damn it. You wrote that while in between wipes. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is the postmodernist painting of fucking poetry. <laughs> yeah. Re- read the New Yorker, asshole. <laughs> It's like a square of blue paint, the poem. Great. Fantastic. Hear that, William Carlos Williams? <laughs> Asshole. You. Fuck William Carlos Williams. <laughs> That's such monumental If you guys take bullshit. away anything from today's episode, <laughs> episode fuck the no William Carlos like Williams. Neither do I. Or it's a ridiculously <laughs> terrible fucking poem. Awful. God, poem. I hate you. I can't believe you put <laughs> that on That's the worst script. goddamn poem I've ever read that like some teenager <laughs> didn't give to me. Oh my God, and you're quoting this? You've Jesus. lost Deborah. <laughs> <laughs>
I didn't. I never wanted to say it. You have lost Deborah. You're, gonna get, <laughs> you're getting an angry Facebook message. No illusions. Here it comes. <laughs> so, he might have written some good shit too. Just not this. No, at no. All. You came for the plums. You didn't. go down with the plums. <laughs> this is yeah. My, my style. guess is he didn't write good stuff. If he could, it was also because he feels like he would have when he was writing this. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be this weird is, to just also write this, this and is, be a good poet. <laughs> The biggest beginning of Noah's descent into the alt-right starts with the Plums poem. <laughs> Hashtag Team Plums, everybody. Hashtag <laughs> Team Plums. Hey, where else can you find our podcast? <laughs> Help me out here. Oh, do you mean our podcasts, The Scathing Atheist, God, Awful Movies, and Citation Needed? Those are available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web, where William Carlos Williams should keep his poetry. <laughs> we just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today because he has skill in his art, unlike <laughs> William Carlos Williams. And his music was used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Hashtag you know what good. You know what good fucking poets named William call themselves? Billy, goddammit. Yes, Billy. thank you. Billy Graham. Colin. <laughs> Goat. <laughs> <laughs> do we have, a, te do we have a terrible delay or Are you on a huge what is delay? happening? I, I must be on a huge delay. Yeah, yeah, because you took about 30 seconds for that. <laughs> wow, really, Eli? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Building a dramatic moment. Give me one second. <laughs> Stop Zencaster and restart it. <laughs> I just Christ. love the thought of like where Eli was in that moment. <laughs> He's just like, guys, did you leave? Guys, you mad? Wait for All it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. I'm going to crush this ad. Let me tell you right now. Can uh, you hear me better now? Uh, can I can you hear fine. you fine. Just, it was just a matter of when we could hear you. Yeah. All right. Let me try uh, this. One. Is it 109 two. where you are? <laughs> <laughs> it's 104. Everybody here. say now when it's now. 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 We did it. Got it. All right, let's just start from the top one more time. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.